to the Lab Now Dad Later podcast. I am your host, RV. In today's episode, we're going to talk about sibling rivalries and a few ways to help manage the chaos. Uh, before we begin this podcast, I just want to make sure I let everyone know that the things I say in this podcast are simply my opinion based on my experiences. While some of these topics may be serious, we will always try to keep things engaging and as light as possible. So, whether you're listening on your ride to work, sitting at home, working out, whatever you might be doing, I appreciate you for taking the time to listen, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Before we even get started in this podcast, let me explain where I've been the last two weeks or so. So... (laughs) My wife had to go into quarantine for 14 days. So I've basically been a single parent for 14 days. Listen, I just, I don't know, man. If I had to do this by myself every day, I I, I just don't know, man. I, I I don't know, man. I just don't know. Like, that's all I can say. That was rough. Those were some rough 14 days. And I mean, listen, those, oh my God, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even explain. Well, 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 to the single parents out there, you know, you know, you do this every day and, you know, I already had a ton of respect for you anyway. Now my respect level is completely through the roof because I almost died in those 14 days. It is the most exhausted I've ever been in my entire life. I was in the military. I spent days in fields. I've spent months and years deployed. (laughs) I still don't. I still don't compare to those 14 days of being a single parent. I was so exhausted. <laughs> I was so exhausted at the end of those 14 days. And, and you know what? I think, <laughs> I think my survival mode kicked in because like after a few days of my wife being gone, you know, I, I was just getting it done, man. And I just, I just making it happen. And as soon as she came back, it's like my body broke back down. It was like, okay, you can relax. Because I immediately, like my body over, my body, my body just went into like exhaustion mode. I've been taking day naps. <laughs> I've been taking so many day naps. I'm just, I'm so, I'm just so tired, man. I'm still tired. I'm trying to, trying to recover. And she's been back for like a week. I'm just so tired, but. And you know what? It it was so rough. I'm not even going to get into it. One of my closest friends, she, she she told my wife, I fully expect to get a full podcast episode on this quarantining, <laughs> you know, being a dad in quarantine or quarantine as a single father or whatever. I'm I'm not going to do it because it would go too long. Like I have so much to say. You know what? I might do it. You might get that episode. That might come. But this episode right here wasn't even supposed to happen yet because the first few episodes, I was just going to kind of introduce my kids, myself, you know, the people, you know, closest to my kids and things like that. But I now because of those 14 days and what happened in those 14 days, I now have changed my entire plan for season one of this podcast. 
to put this episode in here now because it's so fresh in my mind. And this episode is about, to nobody's surprise, sibling robberies. Oh my God. (laughs) All they did for 14 days is fight and argue. I mean, they always do it, right? They, you know, they've been doing it, you know, since they were freaking born, you know, all of them. But when there's no other parent around to help you manage this, oh my God, it is exhausting. Oh, much respect to my mother-in-law. You know, she's an angel. Uh, much respect to her for saving me and giving me a break whenever I need it during those 14 days. But so anyway, this episode, sibling robbery. I come from a household of, of, of sibling robberies and arguments and fights and, you know, so I'm used to it. But, you know, it's 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 a different atmosphere whenever you have to manage your siblings versus managing your kids. So, you know, I'm here to talk about that. So first things first, you have to manage your expectations versus reality. If you think that your kids are never going to argue or fight or any of that, you are wrong very wrong it's going to happen um it's going to happen a lot it's going to happen it's going to happen a whole lot and you can't it's nothing you can't stop it you can reduce it but you can't stop it because it's just going to happen i i I mean i if i tell you what if you have kids that don't argue and don't fight you you like you're a unicorn to me (laughs) i i don't know You, you so anyway manage that you know, the expectation versus the reality there, because it's going to happen in my experience. Right. You know, as I said, I grew up with multiple siblings who were, you know, always fighting and arguing. I think that it starts from what I like to call the passing down of attention. <laughs> and, you know, what that is, is, you know, a lot of the sibling rivalries start because, you know, you have the first child who's born and and everything is a kind of about that kid and you know, they get all the attention, they get all the love, they get all the, you know, gifts, toys, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then comes that second child. Okay. Well, it's not all about that first child anymore. Now it's about that second child. And they're, you know, getting all the love and attention. There comes some friction there. And, you know, those two will start bickering back and forth, you know, <laughs> you know, fighting for attention, basically. And then, you know, if there comes more kids, it kind of just it kind of just trickles down from there. Right. That actually happened with my kids. My oldest son, you know, he grew up away from, you know, the kids in the house, my stepkids and the two babies. So, you know, he it, it, even when he comes into town, him and my oldest uh, stepson, they 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 bicker back and forth. But that's just, you know, they're just two ding dongs. But <laughs> I was bickering back and forth. But, you know, my two older stepkids um, used to every used to everything being about them and them being the only two for uh, six years, basically before my younger son was born. And those two used to fight nonstop every day. Drove me, drove me and my wife crazy. It just, they just, Oh God. They, I mean, they just fought all the time, argued all the time, bickered all the time. When my son was born and my youngest daughter Stepdaughter, and I told you this in a previous podcast. I only refer to them as stepkids for the clarity of this podcast. In real life, they are my kids. I refer to them as my kids. Um, but my stepdaughter, she uh once my younger son was born, her and my stepson kind of teamed up. 
kind of teamed up uh, and started bickering with my younger son for attention and things like that. And, you know, they kind of formed an alliance now because they're neither one of them are getting attention anymore before they were bickering because the younger daughter, you know, my stepdaughter was getting attention, but then a new kid comes in and he's getting the attention and now they formed an alliance and they're like, you know, they have an issue with him. <laughs> so they're bickering back and forth with him. And, you know, then when my, you know, my youngest baby, my baby girl came, you know, my, my younger son started bickering with her, you know, and it just kind of passes down. But what helps me or what kind of helped me and my wife also, because I had multiple siblings and I had to learn to manage that because I was the oldest, but I never really had any sibling rivalries because my siblings were younger. And I just, I don't know, I was just never the type to be jealous of any of my siblings, or anything like that. So I just, I, I never had it, but I always had to manage it between my younger siblings. So I kind of had some experience experience with it. And so did my wife, you know, her, it was just her and her sister. And they used to argue and fight all the time <laughs> from what she tells me, you know. So she had some experience managing and dealing with sibling robberies herself. And, my, you know, my kids, they were similar to how my siblings were. And it was the typical stuff that kind of trigger their arguments. You know, somebody's getting more attention. Somebody's bored. So they just pick and fight. Um, you know, somebody wants to feel more powerful than the other, whatever, you know, picking fights with that. Um, sometimes they just want to connect with each other. You know, as weird as that may sound, you know, some of them are jealous because they might think the other one's getting favoritism. Uh, other kids coming around, their cousins coming around and they're feeling like, you know, feeling left out and they start bickering because of that. And that happens a lot. So, so there's various reasons for the, the, the sibling rivalries and we're going to get into kind of some tips and things like that for how you can manage those things. Because like I said before, you're not going to stop it, but you can at least make your house a little bit quieter in my family. And kind of the way I grew up, the way that, uh, that's just not just me. Actually it's old school, but, uh, I guess the old school way, uh, (laughs) a lot of it was, uh, basically it'd be your mom or your grandma, your auntie hollering at you. You know, hey, sit down somewhere for, you know, knock you in the next week <laughs> or whatever. You know, some, you know, outrageous threat about how they're going to, you know, do something. I don't know. But yeah, that's not there <laughs> so for how to do it. <laughs> you know, um, so I'm going to just kind of break down a few things that I've learned in my experience and how some of these things might help you out. For one, I, I had to learn that I thought that a lot of these approaches were things that you do in movies or things that you see in movies. I didn't think a lot of these things are realistic approaches until I started purposely looking for answers and kind of just trying to figure things out because it was so annoying, you know, hearing the fights and all that stuff all the time. It was just, it was, it was exhausting, not annoying. It was exhausting. So, you know, I I was like, man, I, I wanted to find real answers. Some of the things that I found are some of the techniques that I've learned over the years. Uh, one of those things might surprise you is that, there's actually life skill benefits to sibling robberies and the arguing and bickering. Uh, you know, that's kind of surprising. Well, it might be surprising to some of you, but there are life skills to be learned in those moments. And that's why sometimes, you know, me and my wife, we actually won't intervene. But it depends on the seriousness of it and kind of where if we get to escalate into a point to where it becomes nasty or physical, of course, we're going to jump in. But if it's just normal bickering. A lot of times we'll, you know, let it go and just kind of watch and observe 
and see what they do. Because like I said, they do learn life skills from it. You know, they learn how to negotiate, how to solve conflict, how to stand up for themselves, how to how to deal with, you know, uh, power struggles, how to stand up for their position, uh, you know, how to how to compromise sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, they do learn some life skills from this. So if like I said, if, it, if it's small, we let it go, man. And you know, it worked. But, you know, if it gets out of hand, we jump in. But if you do have to intervene, don't just jump in immediately placing blame. That's one important thing that I had to learn with all the older kids because of my experiences coming up, you know, trying to manage that sibling rivalry stuff with my own, with you know, my brothers and sisters. And in most cases, it was always the older one picking at the younger one. And the same thing with my cousins and whatnot. You know, it was always my older cousins, you know, messing with me or messing with, you know, the younger cousins or whatever. But, you know. Like my, my, my brother, my middle brother, he always starts up or pick with my younger brother. <laughs> he, you know, he was always the ringleader. So anyway, I carry that over with my own kids and I would all automatically assume that it was the older one picking or starting it or blah, blah, blah. And anytime you have to intervene, you can't go into their place and blame. Like that's a major note. Don't go in there place and blame. Don't matter what you might think you heard or saw. Don't jump into a place and blame. Give both kids time or or give however many give all parties involved time to explain themselves, explain what happened, their side of the story and why they feel the way they feel or why they reacted the way they reacted. Because a lot of times, at least to some, you know, something personal that might have happened or some personal feelings or, you know, you get answers from that answers that you can take away and, you know, maybe have a more positive impact on your kid or help them get through a situation or, you know, you don't know. It could be that they just want attention or something might have happened at school that day that's got them angry or I mean, there's plenty of reasons why they could act out the way that they're doing. But, you know, take time to sit down with all of all all parties that were involved and hear everybody's side of the story. Also, you need to do that because that is what's going to help you create a proper consequence for whatever might have happened. You can't just immediately throw out punishment without understanding the situation. You know, that's just going to make things worse the next time. (laughs) So, you know, you definitely don't want to do that. Another thing that we do is we force our kids to work together to resolve their conflicts. We do it with all the kids, but it's hilarious when we do it to the small babies because <laughs> so like, you know, I'll put it like this. If they're if they're if they're bickering or whatever, right? Kind of put them in the same boat and say, if you guys don't stop that, then neither one of you can do this thing. You know, something like that. And kind of we put them in the same boat and, and, and make them make them figure it out together, resolve the conflict together. And, <laughs> and so like my my two younger kids, they like to go in, in the room and play, right? And I'll turn the monitor on so that I can see them and hear them while they're playing. And <laughs> if I hear them in there arguing or whatever, and they, you know, it starts to get a little crazy, I'll, you know, jump in and tell them, listen, you know, you cut this out or I'm taking your tablets from you. Right. So I go back and I'm in the living room or wherever I'm at. And <laughs> my youngest daughter is tough. She, <laughs> she's tough. But my, you know, my boy, he, I can hear him on the monitor whispering to my, to my daughter, compromise with my baby girl on, 
you know, how she should act, <laughs> you know, or what they can do to, you know, be nice to each other. And it's funny. They start negotiating with each other. Most of the time she's just telling them, no, no, no. And he's pleading for his life. <laughs> he's pleading with her, you know, to act right or whatever, but she's not hearing it. <laughs> but, you know, at least they're trying to resolve the conflict. <laughs> They'll get there one day. But right now, you know, <laughs> it's not working for <laughs> But it does work for the older siblings. Yeah, for the most part, we we put them in the same boat and kind of tell them, you know, you guys work together to resolve this or we're going to step in. We're going to intervene. We're going to make a decision that's going to affect both of you. Then, you know, they most likely going to work it out together before we even get before it gets to us, so you know, that works. So uh before we leave, <laughs> you already know what time it is. Time for my daughter's joke. <sighs> Disclaimer, as always, I do not read these jokes beforehand. <sighs> because I want to have a live reaction while I read it. <laughs> Alright, here we go. What did the drummer name his twin daughters? And a one and a two. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Alright, so, so Alright, so you have to be patient as a conflict resolutioner. I don't know if that's the correct term, but if that's even a word, but you got to be patient as one in your house. Right. Because, like I said, you're never going to actually stop it, but you can at least take some measures to, you know, quiet things down in your house. I hope that this episode was informative. And if you have any questions, you can always find me on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Thanks for listening to the Laugh Now Dad Later podcast. If you get a chance, show me some love by leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us at. Also, stay tuned for next week's episode. This is Harv signing off. Peace. Peace.